When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello. Oh, did you just swallow, Paul? No. Is that what just happened? Somebody just swallowed. Did you swallow, Charlie? I don't want to point fingers. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Does that make a summer? Yeah. Well, no. All I'm saying is, I was doing my traditional welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. And if you go back to the beginning of this week's episode of the Newcastle Natter, what you will hear is Charlie Hunter swallowing. Welcome. My name is Fergus Craig. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Charlie Hunter. Yo. And making his first appearance of the season, Paul Doolan. Hello. Dave Watson's not here this week. He's off to France to a wedding. Paul, you've just come back from France. I have, yes. So that's an exchange. It was good. I managed to keep up with the Newcastle games far easier out there than over here. Really? Because of streams? Yeah. Because the streams uh, just work better over there. It was the same website, so I've no idea why. But this weekend especially seemed particularly bad. Me and Dave were talking about this last week. It's so stressful yeah watching football on a stream we were just talking about that as well yeah on the deck of the submarine before we came in here i think the problem <laughs> i didn't get that joke i don't get way. that but i like okay. they don't know where we're broadcasting from so oh i, I see okay All right. but i find the problem i don't know what websites you watch them on but the one i have if you go to the newcastle game there'll be eight different links for the game so you yeah. can never just watch one without thinking is there a better one? Is there one? a better one out yeah, there? Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. constantly, as soon as one of them starts to cut out, it's like, I've got to try some of the other seven. Yeah. Um, coupled with the fact that my computer is dog shit. Uh, that's never um, good. I'm thinking of giving up football. Um, particularly after this weekend's results. Um, <laughs> yes. Especially if you actually see the match. So after the first game, there was a lot of um, optimism. Yeah, I you think know, rightly so. W- yeah, and also it's just that natural thing, new season. I think football fans want to hope against hope that something good might happen. Um, this seemed like a return to the same old shit, am I right? I think up to a point, there were certainly elements that were the same as some defeats last season. Jan Matt's red card felt especially like last season. In what sense? Just completely losing the head where yes. there was no need to. The second yellow felt like both his and Williamson's sendings off against Leicester last year. Yeah, well, we'll get on to Williamson's 
sending off from mm. last year. Cause... But I think the telling difference with this game is it it could have finished more than two, but I, we shut up shop. Whereas under Pardew, there were a lot of games like the performance we had on Saturday that turned into thronkings. And that thronkings. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. I'm glad we, oh. you finally used that word, thronkings. So we get, we're getting fully into this match, then? Are we, 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 are we in on the Swansea match? Because I, I added... We're in deep. Different take. I, I, I cannot... <sighs> I was laughing. There were parts that we just, I felt like I was in one of those films where everyone else is sort of like, oh, I'm watching football. And I was just like, this is... One of those films. This is like a piss take. The, I, he's either like a mad genius, Steve McLaren, or he's sniffing glue. Because if he's trying to get new signings in, he's, it's, he's it, literally a Bond villain genius. But if he's if this is like an attempt to win football matches and like Mitrovic and Perez and Aarons are on the bench, I just think... It's, it defies all logic. Right, okay. I'm trying I'm trying to... I want to boil down exactly what you're saying. I don't Charlie. know. Are yeah. you saying that he's picking the wrong side? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I just... When has a 5-1 worked? Like, when... And why are Anita and Colback in the same side? When has what worked? A 4-5-1. Five, 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 one. One. I mean, I just... Well, I think in it, most teams in European football. No, no, for us, I'm saying. All right, okay. Every single new manager... I mean... Why are Mitrovic and Perez on the bench? Like, why? So you're I'd... saying you want a 4-4-2, are you, Charlie? Yeah, I mean... I well, think there was an news... argument for seeing the way Swansea played against Chelsea and their almost front five, where they had Montero, Ayu, Gomez, and then Shelby, and who's the other one, Sigurdsson, and just thinking you can't really leave just two midfielders trying to pick those up. I mean... It probably wouldn't have made much of a difference because we didn't do enough. To I think stop you could them. do, I don't know, some sort of diamond. I just, if I go down the line, I see Obertan with some energy. I see Anita and Colback essentially pulling the set, do, digging the same circles, doing the same back passes. I've got Sissoko running with full steam into players, into players of the mm. opposition, doing, again, his last touch, his last movement is just, I have no idea what he's doing. Uh, and then Cisse is like, no, he, he's like a, par, a really posh Marks and Sparks version of Amiobi. He's like he's going technically to score a goal if you start him, but he has no impact on the game whatsoever. The opposition changes nothing. They have a zero thoughts about Papasisa being on the pitch. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna um, take issue with some of what you're saying. Um, I, I want some consistency of message when it comes towards to, to this podcast. Right. I mean, in the in, in the last episode, it was me and Dave, and we were talking about the first game, and we were quite excited about the formation that we were playing, and we were wrong. But we were we thought that against Swansea, they might get a lot of possession, but we'd be good on the break. Yeah, um, that didn't work out. Swansea did get a lot of possession, but I don't remember breaking once. You said that about Cisse, and maybe you're right. I mean, you say he has zero impact, but he does have like, the best goal game, goals to game ratio in the Premier League. Because he plays, <laughs> he get he, like he play, like, No, no, that because he scores. <laughs> no, because he scores. That doesn't make he'll sense. Po- yeah, he'll po- he will poach a goal. What I'm saying is that like if you line up, I mean, I'm not trying to compare Drogba to like to say, but if you line up against Drogba, your team will score less goals because Drogba is in your head. He's got an impact on the whole game, whether or not he plays tracks back and plays good defense or not. Cisse may as well be a ghost. Okay, I'll, right. I think there's a point there that you're making, which is right that Cisse doesn't really link anything up. He doesn't bring people into play. But then a 
Mitrovic, who's not really had much of a pre-season with us, I which don't think good, would do yeah. the same either. Which well, is, we'll get on to Mitrovic okay. in a second. I'm not sure I, Mitrovic would I feel, last I feel like, minutes. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've got to defend Cissé a little bit there because we have scored two goals this season and one of them he scored and the other one he was heavily involved <laughs> in the build-up of. So to describe him as a ghost is, I, I think, a little unfair. And all the, um, yeah, I mean, Mitrovic... I mean, let's talk about Mitrovic. We'll obviously get on to Yanmar, but Mitrovic, two appearances, two yellow cards in the space of a combined sort of 90 seconds, I think. Yeah. It's incredible. He's- he was at least fouled before the one this week, but I think because of his first yellow card the other week and just have it, he's now already got that reputation that other managers will say, just put the boot in on him and get him to react. And to earn that after one game, but see that illustrates my point perfectly. Is that like Mitrovic instantly now? I know it's like framed in a bad sense, but this and to go into the Amat thing, I'd rather someone have passion and go in and be fiery and be like teams are going to be like shit. Mitrovic is coming on. <laughs> He's got an impact instantly. Hey guys, guys, yeah, guys, guys the Newcastle team. Like like the second he well. comes on, look who's coming on, guys. You've got to track him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes. Uh, look, yeah. yeah, I mean, not not you've got to track him. It would be shit. Mitrovic is coming on. <laughs> I yeah, know. I'm like, about to feel pain. Get a foot yeah. inside me. Well, um, I'm okay with that. I'm, okay, I do. I think there's a. We'll see. Uh, hopefully over the course of the season the kind of footballing impact that Mitrovic is yeah. able uh, to make but I do think I said it last week I think it says a lot about football fans that all he's done so far is get mental yellow cards <laughs> and he's immediately loved yeah. and everyone goes on about the, res- the responsibility of footballers and, what, and, and trying and effort and all that but that is a really <laughs> shit thing to do from a professional footballer's standpoint that is being an awful professional footballer. <laughs> We're all like, that's what we need. That's what we need. People who are basing their whole career on Ketz Byers celebration. <laughs> I think there's... I I fall into this camp a lot as well, but there is a tipping point. I, it's the same with Dal Yanmat. He's picked up a lot of yellow cards for just flying into tackles. And when you see those tackles go in, it's like, yeah, go on. Yeah. But it's just when you pick up two of them and get sent off. So until Mitrovic gets sent off, I'm going to carry on enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to enjoy. But let's let's uh, go into Yanmark because that was probably the the, the 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 key moment of the game. Uh, once he was off, you knew we didn't stand much chance of getting mm. anything out of the game. Um, the first yellow card early on in the game was a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, we agreed, yeah, I think it was. And then, uh, and, you know, as everyone knows, basically Montero just had the better of him. So he was in a difficult situation. And then he, it wasn't on the highlights, but then he fouled again. Yeah. Mm. And the commentators on the feed that I was watching, they were previewing his sending off for like half an hour. Everyone knew he was going to get sent off. Well, there was a lot of talk of when's he going to get substituted rather yeah. than is he going to. So I think he got sent off on 37 minutes. Um, I, can't, I don't know if you can blame McLaren because the conventional thing. I, I wonder, would he have come off at half-time? Well, I think he would have come off even before half-time. I think McLaren would have made the change. But I just think the manager can't take responsibility for everything like that. Um, yeah. Jan Mart's got form for that before as well. That's something in his head. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not condoning violence. I'm, that's genu- I'm not trying to like make that my whole thing today. But he, 
from like the word go for the first 20 minutes was so much better than anyone else we fielded. Like in terms of passion, desire, movement, getting down the right. It, I just find it really difficult to like fault him for getting sent off or like, anything like that. Everyone out- else was so diabolical. Well, I don't, I don't, I think he had a very bad game, but he was, he was, you, you can't blame him too much because he was probably our best player last season. And I think, yeah. Hydora had some moments, but yeah, today, I mean, the other day. Yanmat's not a bad player, but he's, when you're on a yellow, don't make stupid fouls that are definitely going to be a second yellow in your other half. I think it was, uh, I think he was being humiliated. Yeah. And, that was something to do with it. He but I think his first yellow card as well had an element where it looked like he'd seen what had happened to Ivanovic and thought, if I put the boot in early, that might stop Montero doing the same thing. Yeah. I think he's... Ha- I think he's... If you look at the last... If you would take in that bad stretch at the end of the last season and you, and you look at these first two games here and kind of the very suspect preseason. Vinaldum and some of these other new Mbemba have not seen the worst of the depths, whereas he's like been right in the thick of that. So when you, that's just really what you just said about him being humiliated. I don't think it's just the game. I think he just feels like what. There are moments where I was watching the game and I was like, these are the kind of games where Vinaldum is going to sort of chip away at some of these newer players, like, you know, thrill at being in this new team. Like, it's, just, I'm so worried that it's. I think there's enough quality in there, though. They brought in three players. They've, 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 there's talks now finally of offloading, but no one's actually mm. gone. I mean, there was the initial little offloading, but like we've got a bead with Panikonikos maybe and Vukic and stuff. But it's well, like we'll get into that. Yeah, sorry, not so. But long. I don't think there's any. I mean, I don't think we need to offload. I don't. I I only want us to offload if it's to buy. Yeah, and I don't want to just offload for the sake of it. Um, there's a couple. Must be someone. But why? Why? Because they might get to play, and that would be horrible. Yeah, but they, if they do, right? Okay. So you like, so you think that Steve McLaren should get rid of Goufron, not to get rid of his, his wage packet, not to bring in someone else, but he should get rid of Goufron in case one day, unbeknownst to him, he starts to develop early signs of Alzheimer's and accidentally picks him. Do you know what it is? In case Goufran uh, sneaks onto the pitch. You should have been in my house, because you probably, you probably heard this, because like, the announcer said something like, oh, they've got Williamson and it's okay, or something to the effects of it's okay, they've got, they've got Williamson and Taylor on the bench. I did an uncontrollable laugh. Like, when you're in a bad film, because to me, it was just, it was like that. It's like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got yeah, like... Well, well, Williamson is creeping his way back into the side. He was on the bench. <sighs> I don't think he'll play next week, think. though. I think... Stephen Taylor will probably come back in and Mbemba will go to right back. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, I don't think Williamson will play. Um, well, who knows? We might buy a centre-back. Will we buy a centre-back, Paul? I think only if we sell first. Yeah. I, do you I think, think we'll the more sell pressing... and buy a centre-back, Paul? <laughs> I hope we do. I think the you more pressing do. do you think thing... we will? Because <laughs> I don't think we will. Yeah. I think if somebody will put a decent offer in for Mike Williamson then we'll sell him but right Paul think about that that sentence you've just said I can see where you're going (laughs) hopefully someone will come in with a decent offer I think somewhere around the 19 million mark (laughs) (laughs) we'd probably have to take it's a shame Kenny Dalglish isn't still managing Liverpool (laughs) you just slip players in someone else should hire him instantly Um, I think we might that that young Leeds kid looks alright 
Uh, ba- I can't remember his Bynum. name. Well, there's Lewis Dunk as well Byram? at Brighton. Byram. Well, we've got a young English. We've got Lassell, haven't we? Lassell. He wasn't even That's on the true. bench. I don't know. I what's think they're more on. pressing. Is he Austrian? Is he? Hmm? Did you just say he's Austrian? No. What did you say? I, I said think I said. Oh yeah. Oh. Right. I swear to God, I thought you said he's Austrian. <laughs> I'm literally at the point where we're like, we've had the, probably the three toughest games I can even remember to start off a season. I'm like, let's let's just start blooding the youth. I saw nothing in that game today or the other day. I saw nothing. That's what you always say, Charlie. You always talk about blood in the youth. If you had your Get way, there'd in. be 11 eight-year-olds on that pitch. <laughs> Get them in, honestly. It'd be a revolving door. Get well. out, Stephen Taylor. Let Dummett be the to- token local. Like, I just think, get rid of a little I think players. the thing with Dummett as well, transfer-wise for our defence, I think we need a left-back and cover for right-back. Because really, I class Dummett, and I think a lot of people at Newcastle class Dummett as a centre-back rather than a left-back. So at the moment, you'd have to say we've probably got about five centre-backs and no cover for either full-back position, really. No one whose first position it is. We're in the same uh, situation we were uh, in January. Yeah. We'll start seeing sort of Anita or Colback filling in at full-back or Dummett and then wondering um, why we're still conceding. Yeah, of course, we don't have Ryan Taylor anymore. No. Uh, I'll get on to this in a minute. Uh, I watched John Carver and Steve Stone on Goals on Sunday and uh, they were saying how Lee Charnley admitted that they'd left them in a bad situation when it came to defenders and they should have got uh, more defenders in. Maybe John Carver should have said that publicly this, at the time maybe, rather than saying maybe. he was happy with the squad he had. Yeah. Okay, well, you can. I can understand. This was post-January uh, transfer window, hmm. you know when all the injuries started to happen. Um, and if Lee Charnley admits that they should have had more defenders, well, all we've done is bought Mbemba, mm-hmm. and we've got rid of Ryan Taylor. I suppose Lascelles come in. Yeah. So we do have quite a lot of cover. But if I we think get we have a lot of injuries cover, and, but quality-wise, I'm not sure well, we do. Well, that's the thing. You can't field more than two centre-backs... No. Well you, well, you can. You can. But you but can't, you know. If you looked at the transfer policy, you'd think they were trying to field 11 midfielders. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. We You're seem saying... to have a habit of just buying number 10s, which, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Cabela. Well, let's go, let's go into it. I mean, there's not much else to say about the Swansea game, really, is there? I mean... No. Oh, the, my only question is, was, is Teota injured? He's, he was on the bench for the Southampton game. And he came sure. on. Yeah, it's Toyota. He must be. I injured. don't think he's injured. That's what I'm talking about. You start to think of like who's injured. And you're like, how are these players not play? like? CM De, Lu- De Jong is injured again. Of course, CM De Jong is injured again. <laughs> he fell yeah. down a staircase covered in marbles. CM for the first half that sentence, he's Frank Spencer. He's just constantly flying off the back of a bus. It might be time to give up on the De Jong brothers. I mean that's amazing, isn't it? CM De Jong, he'll always be, um, he'll always be that. Well, when CM De Jong's back, <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, Can you imagine what would happen in Steve McLaren's office if De Jong gets fit again? There's, I think I'm going to go on a little skiing holiday before the next game. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, at the at time of recording. Um, it's not confirmed, but uh, the talk is it's it's close to being confirmed 
that we're going to buy Thorvan. I'm going to, I'm just going to, that's how I'm going to say it. Thorvan. Thorvan. Coco Thorvan. <laughs> um, that doesn't work as a pun, does it? I was trying to pun on Not Coco Van. Sorry. Oh, okay. Right. So we're, we're going to buy Thorvan and Cabela is going to go uh, away on loan. So it's basically um, one uh, left-footed winger with a bad haircut for another. I think Cabela, though, it's generous to call him a winger. His best position seems to be number 10. Okay, fair and enough. We, Maybe we in, are in that case, over. I mean a dribbler. Yeah. A dribbler. There was a good article in the Chronicle today making the case for why we'd go for Thovan ahead of Cabela, and it's more just to get the most out of Mitrovic as well. So uh, they seem to think Thovan's better suited to just getting balls in the box. So right. it is more good about delivery, is the it? team. Yeah. Oh, good. Whereas Cabela... I, th- Twitter especially seems to have been going mad about the idea of getting rid of Cabela. He's had two good games in however many... And it's These are the weird things, though. That I, I saw that article as well, and the idea that they, he'd be better for Mitrovic, and yet this this is supposed to be like intel based on a team that isn't starting Mitrovic, which presumably will get him enough Premier League experience to then be ready for when this signing comes in. Hmm. I think I don't think you can give them shit for not starting Mitrovic yet. No, it's, he's new to the country. He's, he's three to, years younger okay, than how Perez. How about the, who, as of right now? Hands on heart, the best striker on the team, Perez. Right. Could, right. Let's get into this Mitrovic thing, right? Right, okay. Because all you've seen of him is, I'm guessing, a YouTube video <laughs> and two yellow cards, right? <laughs> so, But what you yellow go, cards they were? So I've like, seen how many hash- seasons of CSA. I don't I mean... Yeah, but you've seen how many seasons of CSA, and when CSA does play, he gets goals, and that's what football is about. Getting goals. He get- He's got the best goals mm. to minutes ratio. So, Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> it does seem baffling. You, you, know, you, know, you know that no team will ever win a cup or anything with Cissé playing striker. That's a fact. That's a medical <laughs> fact. <laughs> Charlie! That's a medical fact. I love having you I'm on sorry. this podcast. He doesn't control. Because I disagree with virtually everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and oh. drama is about conflict. He is... A ghost. He is. He is a ghost with a very good... He only ever, he only, he only it, ever started with the Spark because the they were having to tr- uh, play against Denver Bar. It was the only... Re- like, we didn't know that at the time. We thought, say my God, again. this guy's say amazing. Again. Wasn't it? it was Denver, wasn't it? No, was but it? say what... Begin that sentence I'm again. Saying, the only reason... Like, we all mistakenly thought he was a genius footballer because he was getting so much free space and free chances and touches because he was playing alongside Denver Bar. For first, like, well, last season, I mean... I would say his main fault was last season that he was injured quite a lot. And he spat on and, Johnny Evans. And he Evans spat on Johnny Evans, Evans right? Over but long. when he played, Denver Barr wasn't playing for us. When he played, he had the best goals to minute <laughs> ratio in the Premier League. Yeah, not just well, for the you play, league. If you're playing as a lone striker for like the majority of the games and you've got all these balls coming in, like you're going to like... Yeah, you're right. He's the only player in the Premier League <laughs> who played as a lone striker. No, no, no. Most no, teams saying, do field no. a 4-5-1 and he was up there... He was above Aguero in goals to minutes. How difficult do we find scoring a goal in the last eight games of the season? Because he was suspended. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. Maybe if the, if that's if that's the goals to minute ratio that you get from ghosts, 
then did I you say think, let's did you sign think up Casper. Did you think that Amiobi, in the last three years he was at Newcastle as a lone striker, worked? Because, he, yes, he scored goals, but... He didn't really. Charlie! Though. Charlie, you're, he was, you, you're <laughs> sat in front of me right now with a spade and an ever-widening hole. <laughs> fine, fine. You're, You've seen it here for, like... Okay. The, se- the second they switch to, like, a Perez-Mitrovic combination... You just. You why just, wouldn't you try it? Why okay. would you spend the money? Why We've only had two games. It's then... been two games, and you've just said you've just. In the a formations defense, never worked. In defence of your argument, not for us. Can I finish? Can I finish? Yes, <laughs> darling. Um, in defence of your argument, you've just said about Amiobi. Yes, he scored goals, <laughs> which he did not, and I wow. don't know how Amiobi came into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, that's that sorted. Um, yes, I think I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of Mitrovic this season, but I don't think you can criticise two games in for him not starting when all he's done is get booked. Mm. Um, I mean, if he starts, then Cisse will be on within 20 minutes anyway because he'll have been sent off. Right, there we go. Wow. That's you both told. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm ending the podcast early. It's very quiet in the back of mood. the car now. Dad's <laughs> turned around and shouted. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, a striker of ours who is scoring goals. Four goals in two games. Unfortunately, they're for Coventry. Adam Armstrong. Mm. Well done, Adam. Have you seen that? Have you seen the goals? I haven't seen the goals, no. The f- his first one in this weekend's game yeah. was about 40 yards. It was Jesus. great. Amazing. It was, um, it was uh, he saw the keeper off his line and uh, lumped it in. Well done, Adam. Let's hope that um, sooner or later he'll end up... Um, it'd be nice if he ended up uh, regular for us. And that's... Scoring yes. goals. <clears throat> Campbell's Although apparently gone. scoring goals isn't what football is about, we've just learned from Charlie. Um, yeah, uh, Campbell's the one who's now at Notts yeah. County, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. not on loan. We don't have yeah, him anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Armstrong's a very promising. He's at England under 18s, I think, international. He was looking, yeah. Maybe, yeah. possibly under 21s. I'm not certain. Yeah. But he's he's tipped as a big prospect, so there's every chance we'll ruin him. <laughs> if, we, if Coventry, if we can just send him to Coventry every year, we've had a lot of England under 18s, England under 21 strikers. Who don't Shola was all those years Chopra, ago. Chopra, Chopra, always the next big thing. Um, Adam Campbell, obviously. Uh, uh, who was I going to say? Fucking um, another. Well, obviously Andy Carroll, um, Niall Ranger. Yeah, he used to score loads of goals for England and he's... under. He's Nine still on a firm watch. course to be a full England international <laughs> yeah. style ranger. He's just going about it a different way to most players. Yeah. Well, it, uh, hopefully Adam Armstrong will be the first one to actually make it as a Premier League footballer. I think he needs games as well. It's sort of him being at Coventry just works out for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Most of all, Coventry by the looks mm. of it. Um, but well done, Adam, if you're listening. Uh, we have, weirdly, while we've, this is, I mean, uh, will he go out on loan? While we've, um, Ivan Tony, yes. that's what I wanted to talk about. While we've got Adam Armstrong out on loan, we've just bought a League Two striker from Northampton who were playing in the League Cup, 
for mm. a quarter of a million. Ivan Tony. Um, do you think we'll ever see him actually play in the first? You would have team? thought he'd be in, he'd be one to go out on loan as well, but you would perhaps so. not. Maybe not. Have you, you know anything about Ivan I'm, Tony? I know, I know nothing. Of Ivan I've Tony. seen one overhead kick goal of his for Northampton. Oh, which that's good. But then it's I the same with do, any I player. Do that. If you go to any striker's YouTube reel, yeah. Oh, this guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just scores goals well, all the time. That's why I laughed when you brought him up before we started because he's the only player I can remember in recent memory where people haven't like gone a bit like like they know who he is. Like we all, everyone pretends they watch yeah. YouTube videos and like, oh, we're signing Mitrovic. You know, like Ivan Tony is just sort of like a deafening silence. Well, he's one of them uh, that I guess you sign him for the future and yeah, hope for the best, and maybe you're not going to lose that much money on him. It's Graham Carr's old club as well. You'd imagine he got the information through them. Good call. Didn't think of that. Yeah. Good Either call. that or he's doing what Sooness seemed to do for Rangers for Boomsong and thought, we'll, we'll chuck you some money <laughs> for a player. What I want to know about Ivan Tony is he's a 19-year-old uh, British-born uh, black guy called Ivan. How's that come about? I'd imagine you... I don't know. Ivan. Like to, I bet there's a story behind is that, that. Is that a Russian? Or it's Russian, isn't it? Ivan. Yeah. Maybe he's named after... It's a very villainous name. Someone. I don't know. Who could he be named after? Ivan the Terrible. Tweet us at Newcastle Natter <laughs> uh, to tell us why he's called Ivan. Um, uh, another one of the youngsters that we've had for years and has never really made a first-team impact, looks like he's off. Harris Vukic. Mm. It's never worked out, really, has it? He seems to... I think it says more about the club as well, in a way. He seems far more injury-prone when he's in our squad than when yeah. he's out on loan. That is true. <laughs> it makes you wonder what we're doing to him. But yeah. he's quite good at Rangers. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back up there. I think that's, the, that's what's expected. They'll be back at Rangers. But he's never going to get a game for us. No, I mean you, he's scoring goals, but it is in the second tier of Scottish football. So. Yeah, you wouldn't be putting him in ahead of Cisse, Mitrovic, or Perez. Well, Cisse's a ghost, so <laughs> <laughs> a goal-scoring ghost, a goal-scoring ne- ne- nearly, he- nearly headless Cisse. Um, uh, so neither of you, I think, watched. John Carver and, and Steve. No, Stone I missed it. I sort of I saw it on Twitter, kind of all exploding. Right, but it sounds like a. I didn't see it. Did I miss it? There's something to it. It was worth watching. I mean, there was like a real. Oh, I can't believe these guys ran our football club moment. Yeah, for me. I mean, I watched it today. I recorded it and watched it, and fast forwarded through most of it because I was like, I didn't really want to hear their tactical analysis on. Um, the other games but I mean so Twitter exploded did it I didn't really see Twitter well it was just I mean it's kind of obviously going to happen John Carver's obviously going to say he was in the right for everything there's a little bit of rewriting of history on his part I think right I was a very I'm a very uh, persuadable man and although I didn't think oh I wish those guys were in charge of our club again Mm. I did think he's kind of unlucky. Give them a little shop to run, maybe. Yeah, see how they do with that. Give them a shop. I mean, he's not a great speaker. 
He's, he reminded me a bit no. of John Prescott, actually. Actually, Joey Barton came out on Twitter praising him as a coach. Right. While that was on. Right. And I'm sure he's... I mean, well, there, there's a good witness. He did quite well <laughs> under witness. Bobby Robson as well. He's not... It's a, oh, he's just not a manager. It's a weird thing as well, because I think, like, he... It's good... I'm sure in his mind, the way he's framed it, it's good to come out and sort of, like, have your say. And obviously, like, if you're booking him, if you're a producer, you're like... This is the coup of the century. This is comedy gold. But I feel like... It's like Frost Nixon. Yeah, like for yeah. me, for me, it's just like, there's a, there is an element of like, haven't you done enough to us without sort of like, you no longer represent the team, but you're going to kind of go on TV and make a laugh, like give a lot of comedy fodder to Twitter, like in our name again, then it's like, more jokes about, you know, Newcastle. I mean, even though he's not associated, the whole thing's yeah, associated. It's still, it's like, it does make us look a bit laughable, but then... We did hire him as manager for half a season, and he nearly took us down. And maybe we deserve to be laughed at. Well, well, his main not the fans, but the club deserves to be laughed at for that decision. Yeah, but I think the fans will feel a bit the sting. I don't know. Yeah. His main defence uh, for his tenure um, was that they had a a lot of injuries, and he said that they were all uh, impact injuries as opposed to muscle strains in other words mm. he was like saying it wasn't anything to do with the training on the training ground ground it was like cm de Jong had a collapsed lung true but it seems to be as every season yeah uh, either at the top or near the top of the injury league maybe Which, we're cursed it could just be coincidence maybe we're cursed because we've got a ghost <laughs> <laughs> haunting Nearly headless is though yeah so well, maybe they're just kicking lumps out of players in training. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I can imagine Carver being... Can you imagine Carver <laughs> managing Mitrovic? Get stuck in! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To be fair, Pardew did assault someone, so he probably would have fit in right with that regime. Yeah, yeah. True. Pardew... Um, Carver and Stone said... Can suddenly sense Dave. <laughs> I can hear his teeth. <laughs> Oh, just All the, the way men- from France, yeah, at the mention of Pardew. At the mention of Pardew. Oh, did I tell you my, speaking of Pardew, my yeah. Kabai story over the summer? Oh, right, okay, well this is a sidetrack, but come on, let's, let's do but, it. Uh, the gym I go to is near the Crystal Palace training ground, and they were having something done to their training ground, so all the Palace players were there. I walked in and Johan Kabai was lying down doing his stretches in Palace training gear, and it was a bit like... I used to love you, and this is horrible. <laughs> Did you? Walking on your wife. It was just like seeing an ex-girlfriend in the middle of nowhere, and I did the only manly thing and tried to surreptitiously take a picture of him. <laughs> Weirdly, though, it was just a shadow, so he looked like a ghost. Right, well, there you go. This mm. is the thing. More and more ghosts in British football. <laughs> um, Spooky. Why did Crystal Palace train at your local gym they've not got their own gym well I think that's something was being done to there and it's just down the road from there right renovations but I didn't realise till I was getting changed next to Jason Punchin I thought this guy's a bit fucking fit sexually <laughs> 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 yeah. there's nothing makes you feel more unfit than seeing like a, a weedy beer belly poking out of you next to a Premier League footballer yeah yeah, that's going to be hard. It sounds the like the old ego. days of Newcastle where they used to share the training ground with Durham University. Yeah. Which, actually, if you've not read that uh, the book Touching Distance yet... I am reading it now. It's Who's it by? Is it Martin 
comparison? Or? Oh, I've got it in my bag. Um, it's amazing. Look it up, Touching Distance. You probably know about it. You can get it on Amazon or some good bookstores, I imagine. Um, I mean, I'm only 40 pages into it. It's all right. It's nice to read about the old days. Yeah. It's basically a collation of It builds interviews. you up again like that season, though, as you get through. I found myself, because I was reading it on holiday, yeah. and about seven or eight times I'd just turn to my wife and go, we, we were so close. We, we nearly did it. And she just had another drink <laughs> and ignored it. Well, you were, we were so close. We were in touching distance. Um, what I was going to say, I was going to talk about um, Carver and Stone said that even under Pardew's reign, I think they said at the beginning of last season, they were looking at the, the squad and realising that they were thin. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they thought they were going to end up in trouble. Did they so say anything to they the chairman? Were, well, you would assume that they did. Um, so basically they were, in a roundabout way, blaming Ashley, um, which is fair enough. Um, but at the same time, they didn't actually directly say anything bad yeah. about Ashley. I think there's, there's a point there which... It's true, it is Ashley's fault, but Carver, so much of what he was about was saying how much he loves the club. I don't think you can do that when you're complicit in the problem there. Mm. It would have, if he'd loved the club, he could have done a lot more by coming out and saying what a mess it is behind the scenes and how we need to sign players. But maybe that would have, that would have been the actions of a, a <coughs> renegade who didn't... That'd Maybe be, that would be awful for morale and it would make us look like... There'd be legal even... implications as well, I think. You can't but just, I think, well, I think... Keegan, I think, did the right thing where he saw they didn't have the best interests of the club at heart and didn't stand for it. So you're saying he took blood money? In a way. Yeah. I'm sure he had some good intentions and thought I could be the right man for the job, but you can't... I don't think you can be complicit in it and then come out afterwards and say, oh, yeah, we knew it was wrong. Well, don't, don't be part of that then. Well, it'll be interesting to see if we ever see John Carver on telly again. Because, <laughs> I mean, this was, the, this was the, um, the big inquiry, I guess, the big interview post last season. Mm. But that's been done now, so yeah. he's not going to be invited on. What was the mood like? What was the, what was the presenter like? Was he taking it seriously? Was he sort of thinking... Yeah, they were, like, they were, ar- they were asking the questions that... It's Chris Kamara and Ben Shepherd, isn't yeah, it? They they're never friendly. gonna they're never gonna put you over the coals. But it's they were always... well, they were asking the questions that you thought um, most people would want answered. So you know, were they like kind of? Was there a bit of like a were they not like holding back laughter? But you know, was there a bit of a smugness to it, or was it like no, no, no it was friendly. No. I mean, I mean, yeah. they're not complete twats. I don't think mm. they, were, they were nice enough. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if John Carver is invited on. Jonathan Ross anytime soon. So will we be seeing him on telly again? Will he ever get a job again? I think you'll see him. He'll be like Peter Reid popping up on goals on Sunday every now and then, getting the odd... Peter Reid was like an England international for years and did manage quite a few top clubs. Well... So he's got some... What was John Carver's job? Was it Toronto manager? Well, there you you go. That's it. Maybe you'll get... You could see him at that level of managerial job again. Right, yeah. Good luck to him, but I don't think... Good luck to him, yeah. He's clearly not a Premier League manager. No. 
people. He'd, ha- he'd have to. Now. He'd have to literally like bring a team up. He'd have to. F- I mean, yeah. Maybe if he wins Euro Millions, <laughs> he'll <laughs> buy a team. Um, um, Abafemi Martins. Speaking of the MLS, uh, on the last podcast we were asking. Now, considering he seems to be doing quite well in the MLS, we were asking, um, is he now 30 or 38 or 37? <laughs> and um, He does had... not look 37, I would say. Oh, man. So you think he's 30, I do think you? he's 30. Right, okay. Um, well, Matt Erickson uh, tweeted to say, I live in Seattle. So he's already got one up on all of oh, us. Shit. I live in Seattle. Study on Frasier. Yeah. All right, all right. I live in Seattle. I have seen the man up close several times. Ooh. He is at least 37. <laughs> <laughs> if not older, is what he says. So I love that, that as, a, soon that as, a, you, as soon as you get up close to Oberfemi Martins, it's, it all becomes apparent. clearly 37 <laughs> yeah. at least. I mean, that's a, that is a confident call from yeah. Matt Erickson there he's he's um, he's seen him up close we don't know whether that was on a football pitch or just whether he's broken into his fed- house and watched him sleep <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the question but I mean I, I bumped into him actually on uh, in Newcastle once Obafemi Martins yeah he's one of the few players I've actually bumped into how old, how old was he he looked old. He, mean, looked he looked old. He looked old like Mbemba looks old. But you know how some people just some people just, just look, look old. old. Yeah. yeah, they've just had a they've just had a difficult childhood or whatever. <laughs> but the one thing I find really funny though is that Mbemba thing. He's like he had his like bones dated, which is uh, you, you anyone could just say that. <laughs> you could just say that. That is the thing though. <laughs> the, there was the Cameroon. I think it was Cameroon youth team that won every youth competition in the it's like late nineties or early noughties. And then they all disappeared when that testing technology came in. Right, okay. <laughs> couldn't be done yeah, for it. Yeah. So I think it is, it is less of a thing now. The idea of having a different age or lying about it because well, the technology's there. Yeah. Well, Tim Neal tweeted to say Oba is definitely thirty. MLS is too physical for him to be thirty-seven. Pirlo's a prime example. He's struggling to make an impact. I think he tweeted that before Pirlo. Scored a goal this weekend. Does but, he say how up close he's seen Oberfemi? That's the thing. There's no, there's no uh, mention of seeing him up close. So, in terms of the evidence, Matt Erickson is winning that debate. Although, to to um, is he to, still to go against Matt Erickson? Obafemi Martins did score a goal this weekend. A very with decent a, goal. A decent goal with a turn of electrifying pace. Here's yeah. a question. Is he still flipping? Is he still flipping when he scores? That is an excellent question. And the clip I saw of his goal, I think, cut out before the celebration. Before was it Cut out before any flips might be happening. It's a well-known fact that once you reach 35, you can't flip. He you flip, can't so that flip. Would be flip is flipping arse off in Newcastle. That man so, would right. flip for an ice cream cone, honestly. He'd flip for an ice cream cone. He f- just, I've never seen someone so flip-tastic. There's a phrase I've never heard. Um, okay, so... Uh, the debate rages on. Continue to tweet us at Newcastle Natter until it gets boring. 
Um, is there much else to say? I don't think there is. The next game against Man U. Predictions. Yeah, well, obviously we'll do Man U and uh, and Arsenal as well after that. So we've got a couple of different Northampton games. in the middle as well. Northampton in the middle. Perhaps Ivan Tony will play against his old team. Probably not. Who knows? One of his land. Um, if he doesn't play against them, then I guess that means that we hopefully making some effort in the cups. We will see. I do think though all the talk of not fielding weakened teams in the cups when you've got Man U the weekend before the game and Arsenal the weekend after, I would quite happily field a, a slightly weakened team against I Northampton. I would think at home against Northampton Town with players like Perez mm. um, having not had a start, you're allowed to tinker a bit. Yeah. Um, I would be cool with that. So Man U at Old Trafford... Um, Charlie? Um, I'm going to say... I have to pick... Oh, I think we're going to win. OK. Wow. Because you are, it, you are, it makes absolutely no... You are predictable no, by your unpredictability. It makes Charlie. absolutely no sense that Newcastle United would go there and win, but based on the fact that I think Rooney's off kilter and I think they've not quite hit their feet on the ground running and I just think... We, we've kind of had two bad games and the, the players will be up for it. It'd just be one of those weird days where they just go and win. And I think, but I don't, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really off on the score for this one. Could be like 2 1 or 2 0. We'll just name one. Two, uh, see, it's difficult. Mm, I'm going to say 2 1. Okay. 2 1. Paul? I think we'll lose. Yeah. But, well, can't seem to find how long Sissoko's out for, but he tore his groin, I think. At the weekend. Yeah. So you'd think he'd be out for a while. Towards and growing no, from shagging. Too much shagging. That's that's what it said on uh, Sky Sports News. Yeah. <laughs> but Mrs. Uh, <laughs> Soka's torn his groin from too much shagging. And we've not got Yanmar, so it's the back four is either going to be Mbemba at right back or we'll have somebody like Anita playing right back. Mm. So I just, I just think our defence at the moment, even full strength can't cope I think if we want a half decent defence then we need to uh, allow ourselves to sign people who are over mm. the age of 26 but yeah. as well we just three of the goals out of the four we've conceded it's all been crosses to just a lone striker who's just popped in the middle of our two centre backs it's not rocket science either mark the striker or stop the crosses coming in yeah. but at least like Charlie says Rooney is not in particularly good form did you um, did you talk about the Joey Borton thing Oh what? Well, last last Did epi- you? last episode, yeah. he was. Um, we thought he was going to go to West Ham, but that fell through. There was um, something in the Chronicle about seventy percent of Newcastle fans having yeah, him back, yeah. and just to do the, the age because you brought the age thing, I would have him back. Really? Yeah. In a weird way, we could kind there's of do with there's no Joey Barton at his best. In the middle. There's no leaders kind of on that pitch. We look leaderless. I wouldn't have him back. I mean, he's obviously not got much on at the moment because he was tweeting uh, Philip Larkin's poem. <laughs> they fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may, may not need to, but they do. He was furious. And it was, <laughs> and it was really funny to look at the um, mentions, like his mentions, the responses to that tweet was just a load of people going... 
what you're talking about, Joey? (laughs) 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 A load of people who had no idea that he was... People were like going, yeah, but your mum and dad, I mean, they... (laughs) They're still your parents, Joey. They're still your parents. No idea that he was tweeting a poem. (laughs) To be Um, fair, I wouldn't have known (laughs) if I'd seen that tweet. Well, that's Ah, because... Well, that's because you're not bright like I am. Um, What do you think the score will be? Paul? 1-0 Man U. 1-0 Man U. I'm going to say 3-1 Man U. 3-1 Man U. <laughs> How many O's in three? <laughs> uh, seven. So, th- uh, yeah, 3-1 Man U. That's my prediction. And take it or leave it. Um, we have signed up with Ladbrokes. Or Ladbrokes. Is it Ladbrokes or Ladbrokes? Ladbrokes. I would say Ladbrokes, but it's spelt Ladbrokes. Um, we've signed up with them. I mean, I didn't sign up, but we as an organisation have. To bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. For starters, there's a free bet of up to £50 for you. For that, go to ladbrokes.com. And enter the promo code LAD50. Um, got a little bit of shit on Twitter for um, our association with Ladbrokes or Ladbrokes this week. Um, oh. Just for the fact that we've we're, they suggested that we're someone suggested that we're selling out. I think that's um, true. We're we're doing the clever thing of selling out, but receiving no money well this, the sports cars I mean that didn't hurt but it wasn't like the main reason obviously. I don't really understand the operation behind this podcast it's basically there's a guy called Mike whose phone number I've got and he texts me the time and place I need to be then there's a guy called Owen who um, records it and I, I mean apparently Labrooks have given someone some money I assume they're paying Owen I don't know do you get paid Owen? Right, Owen gets paid. Quite so I guess Lab- God, the, uh, don't Lab throw it in our face, Owen. Okay, Chill your so roll. Lab- Jesus. are paying for this studio. Yeah, I feel bad, though. I mean, the whole thing sounds suspect as an operation. I think it's a money laundering front. <sighs> well, this is it. I think it might... This we don't whole podcasting thing, it might be a front for... It could be a front for terrorism. So by listening to this, you are supporting <laughs> terrorism. But do... Um, but keep doing get on it. The, keep doing do it. get on ladbrooks.com and enter the promo code LAD50 uh, for a free bet of up to £50. But no more. Um, join us on Facebook and download the app and follow us at Newcastle Natter. And um, do me a favour, guys. Have a good week, yeah? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Local radio, Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Thank yeah. you. Great to have you back. Thank you very much. Paul Doolan, Charlie Hunter, great Th- to have you back as ever. Thank you. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at iCharlieHunter. At iCharlieHunter. At iCharlieHunter. Follow Charlie Hunter for... And the podcast. Um, for... For uh, terrorism. Radical opinions. Radicalist um, terrorist opinions. Yeah. Uh, Paul Doolan, what's your Twitter? Oh, if I'm... We, if, we're, if we're in the business of giving our, our Twitter handles... I've... I'm I mean, I'm guessing P. most people stopped listening when I started the Labrooks thing, but go on. Probably. I'm at P. Doolan. At P. Doolan. And I'm at Fergus Craig. And you guys... No, no dick pics, please. Yeah, no dick pics. We've got a strict 
don't send us dick pics policy, <laughs> um, which I'm expecting is now going to bring about an avalanche of dick pics. A raft. Um, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, certainly thanks for listening to, to it for this long. And <laughs> really didn't need to. Yeah. Um, we will be back uh, next week. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.